After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm back. Uh, before we get our next guest, just want to remind everybody that we will be at Pasta Grill by Enzo's tomorrow for our live draft party, live podcast as the NHL draft is happening. Come find us at Pasta Grill by Enzo's off of Route 57 in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Uh, our next guest, he is uh, the NHL editor at The Score. You can find him on Twitter at Josh Wegman underscore. Josh, you're on with Sam and Nick. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Excited for the draft? Oh, we're so excited, Josh. And Josh, you are a mercenary coming on. Uh, Josh is somebody I had to call last minute, a friend of the podcast, because we had some scheduling issues, and we appreciate Josh. We appreciate you coming on last minute. Thank you so much for making some time for us. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to come on anytime. Um, so I was reading your mock draft today. Um, you 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 went with the chalk at the top. You went Shane Wright, and, and then you went Yurov Slavkovsky. But there were some rumors today that the Devils were really into Logan Cooley. So I kind of want you to kind of go through the discourse between those two. What made you pick Slavkovsky? Was that somebody that you would pick if you were the Devils? Or did you pick him because that's who you think the Devils are going to pick? So we did this mock based on who we think a team would pick. And I think they would pick Slavkovsky, assuming Wright goes one. Um, A lot of draft analysts have him as the top player on the board. I know TSN's Bob McKenzie does, and the Athletics' Corey Pronman has uh, Slavkovsky number one. So... I don't. I can't really see him getting past two. But also, if I were the Devils in that situation, I would also take Slavkovsky number two. I just think not only is he the consensus best player available, but I think he would really fit in well with what the Devils currently have. You know, you look at Hughes as such a dynamic, albeit small player, and he sure is really solid down the middle. But getting uh, a big skilled winger like Slavkovsky, I think would just be the ultimate compliment to what they already have. Um, you know, he's highly skilled. He can skate for a big guy. I think he's listed at six, three or six, four. Um, I've heard some comparisons to Rick Nash in terms of just a player comp, not necessarily exactly the player he'll be. Um, I see a little bit of Miko Rantanen in him. So I think that type of player would just mesh so well with alongside Hughes or Heischer who aren't the biggest, centers in the world oh you're making me excited josh you're getting me oh man i'm 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 pumped i am pumped honestly and, and here's the thing 
there are five players in this draft that I'm through the roof excited about. And I'm going to be just floored with anyone. Um, I was actually kind of low on Logan Cooley. I didn't want them to take him, but I guess I'm kind of talking myself into it just in case it happens. Um, Sam, Sam's excited. Sam's excited about Cooley. Do you, what, what are your thoughts on Cooley? Do you like Cooley at all as a prospect? I do. He looks really good from all accounts. I mean, that uh, U.S. national team development program that he was on was pretty loaded, but he was arguably the best player on it. He's just got amazing hands. He's a dynamite skater. I've heard some analysts say that he has the most upside of anyone, which... I guess could go either way, but yeah, he's a very exciting prospect. But again, just with what the Devils have in place, they're kind of small up front right now with their core. And, you know, there's all this talk of maybe they'll go after Johnny Goudreau or maybe they'll go after Alex Dabrinkit. So that would be another smallish forward. So I just, I don't necessarily see them going for another small forward with this pick, especially when, by all accounts, Slavkovsky is the consensus better player and happens to be. Six three six four. That that definitely helps. That size helps. Um, and speaking of size, uh, let's talk about the defenseman. So I, I did a big profile in David Jurishik and, and Simone Nemich, and man, <laughs> I changed my mind. I was all in. I actually was going to my mock draft came out today, and I also had the Devils taking Slavkovsky. I was all in on them taking Nemich before I did a deep dive comparison between Nemec and Jurishik and actually started leaning towards Jurishik because of the size, because of his ability, because of his upside and what he would add to this Devils lineup. What what are your thoughts between the two defensemen? Yeah, let me call him back. We'll call him back. Why don't you go fly solo for a while? Well, I'll fly solo. You call Josh back. and We got to know about these defensemen. I did, and I did. I, I fell in love with David Jurishik when I uh, did my, my comparison side-by-side. And it changed my pick at number two overall. It didn't change my pick to Jurishik, but I would actually be excited if they took Jurishik. I would be, I, I, you know what, I wouldn't hate Nemec either. It's not that I fell out of love with Nemec. It's just that I just think that Jurishik is going to be the better player. If you looked at this draft, and <clears throat> I see a lot of people kind of bringing up the 2017 draft is be like, oh, it just has that kind of feel. It's 2017 draft that the number one overall pick is not going to be the best player. Um, and I get it because there's there's just the consensus is just not there. But I, I do kind of feel like these defensemen, one of them could just come out of nowhere and become the best player in this draft by a long shot. Kind of like what Cam McCarr has turned into from the 2017 draft. And that's scary. Because it sounds like the Devils are going to uh, – it could look past it. But, Sam, we got Josh back? Yeah, we got Josh back. You know, technical difficulties, international calling. It happens, folks. It happens. It, it, we, we, are, we are calling four different countries tonight. So that's, that is an interesting situation. But, Josh, welcome back. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Might just uh, be the service on my end, but hopefully it uh, holds through this time. We're all good. So I was asking between the differences between uh, Simone Nemec and, and David Jurishik. And, um, you know, we, a lot of people have brought up 2017 that you could see one of these players become by far the best player in the draft. What are you seeing between these two players? I think the comparison to 2017 is 
there's always a chance. Like it's possible Juracek or Nemec or both of them become the two best players in the draft. But the one thing I would err on the side of caution with is I don't think either one are the elite skaters that Haskin and, and Makar are. Um, like I feel Makar, if he was playing in any other league other than the AJHL, he probably would have went first overall, but that was the knock on him that he wasn't playing major junior or one of these elite programs or anything. So uh, I don't necessarily think either player will be a Haskin or a Makar, but they could end up the best player in the draft. It's always possible. Um, I mean, Nemec is just so smart. He's so creative, so skilled. But he's not that elite, elite skater like a Makar or a Haskinen is, in my opinion. Um, so that's kind of why I lean towards Juracek. I like them both a lot, but I would rank him just slightly higher based on the fact that he's six foot three and he still gets around well for his size and he has a great shot. He's really poised with the puck and makes a great first pass. So, um, I think they're both going to end up being really good players, but. Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be a Haskin and Omar Carr. So let's look at the first round as a whole because our night's going to end pretty early, but we're still going to watch the draft um, after the second overall pick. We're going to watch for the drama. We're going to watch for the craziness that happens. Do you see something crazy happen? Do you see a player who who could go a lot higher than we're expecting them to go? Um, well, in our mock draft uh, with my colleague, Nick Ferris, that we put together, we had Rucker McGrody going seventh overall. Most guys, most mocks have him going somewhere in the 10, 15, 20 range. So I guess on our end, that would be considered a reach, but he's just a really competitive, complete player. Uh, there's a few concerns about his skating, but if he can shore that up, he could be really special and our rationale was that Ottawa has reached on those type of players before. So if they're they trust in their formula, that it could happen again. But um, there's a few other players, I think, that could end up going higher um, than maybe some expect. Sorry, Nick, we lost them. Technology. Like uh, you know what? This is what's happening in Canada, all right? I'm going to tell you how it works in Canada. There's probably so many people in Montreal and everybody's calling at the draft and Bell, Rogers, they're probably all tied up. Let me see if I we have them back on. Uh, Josh, are you, are you there? Can you guys? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, I'm here. Can we you hear you, me? Josh. Yep. Yep. We, we got everything okay, up until um, uh, we got most of what you said. Okay, so... I don't know exactly how far again, but um, I was talking about how the same types of players seemingly go higher in draft every year. And to me, that's always centers and big defensemen who can skate. So a few players in this draft that I think will go maybe higher than expected is uh, Leon Bichelle. He's a, a Swiss defenseman. He's 6'5 and gets around the ice really well. Most people have him in the late teens, early 20s, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's higher than that. And another defenseman's Owen Pickering, same style of player. Uh, he grew kind of late. He's six four, six five, but can really skate for his size. There's just a lot of a lot of upside there, even if it takes him a few years. So, um, and then the two centers I had in mind were Philip Bysett, uh and Nathan Goche. Uh, there's two big centers. You always see those guys 
those types of players go earlier than maybe some expect just because teams really value the size and the skating that if you can get at those positions, it becomes very valuable. And part of it too is um, the recent stuff that's going on in Russia with, I don't know if you guys heard about Ivan Fedotov, the Flyers prospect, and he has to go do some military service now. So that could maybe scare teams off taking some of the Russians. So you could see other players maybe moving up the boards. Yeah, that, that the Russian stuff is scary. Um, you know, the Devils do have a couple of Russian prospects. I know that Igor Sharangovich is actually in New Jersey, according to Tom Fitzgerald. So that's, you know, the one person you were kind of a little worried about. Um, speaking of the Tom Fitzgerald press conference, he kind of like touched on a lot of things today and he addressed a lot of the smoke that's out there. There was smoke around Jesper Bratt, smoke around the second overall pick. He basically put water on a lot of it saying that he hasn't really gotten significant trade proposals for anything and that Jesper Bratt's not available, but there's a lot of smoke, Josh, everybody's reporting on the New Jersey devils and their possible movement. Do you think they're going to make a significant move this offseason, whether it's a big trade, Johnny Gaudreau signing, Philip Forsberg. Do you see the New Jersey Devils adding a superstar this year? I think they're, Fitzgerald can do everything in power to make it happen anyway. I mean, they're just in that perfect spot where they have a lot of cap space. They don't have any bad contracts on the books. And they're kind of in that window where one more piece or maybe two more pieces could really put them over to the top and become a, a really solid playoff team. And once you're in that playoff team, once you're a playoff team with all these young players they have, you get a couple guys have breakout seasons. And next thing you know, they're a really dangerous club. So yeah, I can see, I can really see them as a fit for Goudreau, just given the cap space. And I know he's from around that area. So that would make a lot of sense. It's not looking too optimistic that he's returning to Calgary. I mean, obviously a deal could kind of come together at any time. It seems like they've made their offer and just kind of waiting on his response. But to me, that would be the logical landing spot for Goudreau. And then I know the Devils are trying to upgrade the crease. There's been some rumors that they're in on Jack Campbell because um, I know Jonathan Bernier's injury situation isn't entirely promising. And Mackenzie Blackwood is coming off a couple rough years. So I think they're going to use definitely use their cap space to try and upgrade in goal. So to me, yeah, they're one of the most exciting teams to watch this offseason, just given their cap space. They have an ownership that's clearly willing to spend after the Dougie Hamilton signing last offseason. So uh, the Devils can make a real splash here and then look out for next season. Um, well, Josh, I want to thank you for uh, sticking with us, sticking through a couple of the difficulties here with the service. Um, we blame too many Canadians just talking on the phones. There's too many rumor mongers at the draft using <laughs> up all the cell signal up there. Um, but Josh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find your stuff? Tell them about the mock draft that's out, where they can find everything of your work. Uh, yeah, you can just download the score app or go on the score website if you're on uh a computer. Um, we have a mock draft up right now, myself and a colleague of mine, Nick Ferris. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Wegman underscore to find out all my work. Cause I'll usually tweet it out there. Great. Well, Thanks so much. Josh. Thank you, Josh. Really appreciate you coming on. Oh, Sam, you can finish it. <laughs> no, thank you, Josh. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Take care guys and enjoy the draft. Thank you.
That is Josh Wegman of the score. Download the app. Download the app. app. It's a great app. I'm telling you, I remember when Justin Bourne worked at the score. That's where great broadcasters and uh, people in the hockey media, that's where they start. And I, I, I see them move up at the rankings and all that. If you haven't uh, downloaded the Score app yet, download After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.